All right, everybody, welcome back to the Doing the Thing podcast. It feels like we're getting right back in the swing of things. So this is awesome. So I like that we've been going uh, through our coaching series, and I think we need to go through some more coaching topics. So Phil and I today, we're going to talk about, you know, some of the things that are obstacles and barriers for you to enter entrepreneurship. So some opening comments on that is, you know, our current career economy, more people are seeking entrepreneurship in the past two years than I think any, any other time in our our country's history. And and you can fact check me on that. I might be slightly, slightly incorrect to the left or right on that, but, the bottom line is so many people are seeking entrepreneurship right now because the career economy is not great. You know, Tesla just had a round of layoffs. Uh, Netflix and PayPal are shedding jobs. TikTok even started layoffs and things like that. So there's a huge shift in that career economy and creating an asset that's within your control as a cushion supplement or even complete replacement for the traditional nine to five, not only makes sense in today's career economy, but it's becoming absolutely necessary. What do you think about that, Phil? Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Your your numbers will hold up. Um, Surprisingly, there were more new businesses started in 2020 during the pandemic than there were in 2019 and 2021 numbers exceeded 2020. Now, why is that? Um, Reading the economic tea leaves, yeah, we can look on the top side of that equation and look at national companies that are making these announcements. Frankly speaking, and I think we can't be afraid to say it, we may be coming into a slight period of downturn, right? All the signs indicate chain issues, microchip, Ukraine, oil and gas, pandemic lingering, all these things are having impingements on um, the growth of the the economy. The good news is economic recessions on average last a year and a couple days, about 368 days in total. So it's a temporary situation. But what we're seeing is companies begin to assess their profit centers, um, assess, you know, the roles and the importance of the roles and on the top line shedding, but anecdotally too. Um, More clients than ever recently are saying to me, I'm seeing signs of something happening into the future. There's conversations about potential downsizing. There are evaluations going on about roles. And I think the important questions to ask yourself is where do you sit in that equation? Are you, if you envision yourself being a sailing ship on the water and the sailing boat hits a storm, all the luggage can get thrown over. But if you are tactically important to getting that ship through the storm and you're critical to the team, you're going to be one that stays while some of the extraneous folks perhaps aren't as vital to that ship sinking or or staying afloat are going to probably be tossed off with the luggage at some point. Um, I hate to say it so simply, but these are things to consider. And I think part of our conversation has to be, first of all, knowing that we may be to economically challenged times, I think it's important to take an objective inventory of ourselves. What is our position? Do we feel secure in it? What do we see in terms of the company and what's happening in the future? How are we with regard to expenses, discretionary spends, things like that? Uh, do we have a uh, sufficient wherewithal and those types of questions? 
But the answer can be, especially in recessionary times, staff members who have a 401k are going to be affected and have been affected by the shifts in the economy. Perhaps there are ways to shield those monies from future downturns in something you have a more direct hand in. So yeah, those are all the, the things that we think about. But then we get into some of the F words that we're gonna talk about today. So Jason, I'll kick it back to you with that. Yeah, so yeah. that can be you know exactly what you're talking about, some frustration going on in the workforce. I think that's one of the one of the big ones before that fear of being uh, you know downsized and things like that, or you know losing that you know that that steady income flow. Um, and it could be financial constraints. That could be family and friends. It could be um, you know fear of success, fear of failure. Uh, that's certainly uh, a valid thing to have during a potential, you know, um, economic downturn is like, hey, what if it doesn't work out? You know, that that's a huge fear and, and fear of success. I know that's a thing. I don't really understand that one, but <laughs> it certainly is a thing. Maybe it's an internalized thing. Hey, if I get, you know, really successful, you know, does that, um, you know, that lifestyle that you get from entrepreneurship, does that begin to pivot and change because I'm going to have so many more things to focus on and work on. Maybe that could be part of the fear. I don't know, but that is one of the things that are there. So, you know, kind of looking at those F words, you know, the, the frustration piece, I get it. You know, everybody, you know, at some point or another, they get kind of frustrated with their career. They get frustrated with their job. Um, you know, Phil, you could probably speak to that on the corporate side more than I can. I know when I was, um, you know, working for the government, the military, and things like that, there were certainly some frustrations there because uh, my primary thing was lack of control, you know. And I think a lot of people in an employed environment might have that kind of situation, that lack of control. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, um, the the reason that there is such a thing as the Peter Principle is because it's a real thing in, in the corporate workforce. And the Peter Principle says that people tend to be promoted to their level of least competency. So given the politics involved in promotions and things like that, they're not always meritoriously earned. Sometimes they're given to those people who don't possess the right skills and vision to manage and grow a team. And it can be very frustrating to be underneath one of those types of leaders who lacks that vision, who can't build that continuity of purpose within an organization that makes you feel like you're part of something bigger. And because that person also is in control of your paycheck, your promotions, your raises and bonuses, it can be kind of a triple whammy. Um, and there are steps you can take, right? You, you know, um, being an entrepreneur and really looking inward to say, have I developed the skills that I need to? Am I working on better rapport with this person? Am I making the effort to understand them and meet their expectations, he or she? Certainly there are some things you can work on, but at the end of the day, if you've taken those steps and you're still feeling that frustration, well, it's time to consider what your options are. And there are many. It may sometimes feel like we don't have options, but we always do. Yeah, we do. And, and you know, that that can go into that that fear of failure a little bit more. Um, you know, we might have those entrepreneurial options and maybe some of those self-employment options out there. Um, but we a lot of people think that they have those financial constraints. So I'm going to do that fear of failure and financial constraints. I'm going to kind of tie it into 
uh, I'm going to bundle it up into the same one. So, yeah, it it can be completely separated, but I think in in context of what we're talking about right now, I think that that kind of makes sense. But you know, a lot of people feel and think that you know because of, of a looming recession, you know, opening up a business is probably the worst time of all to do it. But that's not necessarily the case. We kind of talked about this in 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic, where more people than ever actually started their businesses and, and they flourished. You know, you they didn't choose businesses in like, you know, hair salon service industries, things like that. You know, some of them did and they still did well, but some of them, you know, they did some things that were more recession proof and they we helped them kind of do that research and we helped them, you know, this is another fear you know, not finding things that are in alignment with their skill sets or they don't have, you know, or their skill sets cannot necessarily be transferable into that new opportunity. They have to have that same exact opportunity that is in alignment with their job. To me, that's wrong. I think, you know, what's the point of kind of changing your path and doing a similar thing, only different, you know, so <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't always work. It doesn't always translate that well. So, so, to the point, you know, that financial piece and then, you know, a looming recession, it I've seen businesses and we have businesses that are major corporations in America that are doing very well. And they started during recessions. You know, Microsoft started in a recession. Apple started in a recession. You know, they're probably some of the biggest companies out there. You know, who's to say that your small business is not the exception to that rule. You know, it, it, it takes some research to do that. And that's why, you know, having that second opinion and maybe a Sherpa or a guide to kind of help you through that, because there's millions of options out there. There's literally millions of options out there. And, and you need to kind of parse through the things that are more in alignment with your goals and having somebody help you kind of figure that out is super helpful. And we both did that ourselves. Yeah, super helpful, super critical. And, you know, having lived through downturns in 2004 and 2008 and 2010 and 2020, um, it's very easy to focus on the downside risks, right? Um, and certainly there are some interest rates arising, what effect that has on the market, we're, we've yet to see. But there are opportunities as well. Every scenario, whether it's a bold, robust economy or one that's in contraction, has opportunities and challenges, and those opportunities and challenges shift. So think about from a business perspective, first of all, while these large Netflix, Tesla companies are going through a series of sheddings, it's the small businesses that are the anchors. They're nimble, they're usually niche in their services. Um, they can move quickly to a, a adapt to market circumstances. Then you think about commercial real estate availability. You think about staff that can be available as Netflix is shedding. Doesn't that open up a new employee pool for a business, right? So sure. I think you have to take it as a, a two-sided coin. And as you're thinking about where you sit in this equation, how can you best position yourself? And how can you leverage yourself to take advantage of those opportunities that always do and currently do exist? Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I'm going to pivot to the last one. And, and, and certainly we could have some follow-up episodes on this and, and kind of expand upon it. But I really just kind of want to introduce the concepts in this episode. Um, so, but the next one is family and friends. 
you know, there's there's some horror stories out there about failed, you know, businesses, failed entrepreneurship endeavors and things like that. Things like that do happen. You know, I'm not going to say that they don't. Uh, it's how you use that and get back up and do do it again and pivot uh, and, and use your failures as learning points. But anyway, your fam your family, one, that they're the ones that depend on you. And so that creates a lot of fear uh, within them and, and probably yourself, especially if you're the breadwinner. So, so that denotes doing your research and doing it well, doing due diligence to find that next possibility, that next opportunity. And that way you're not putting yourself into a compromised financial position. And, and, you know, that's what takes takes away fear of things too is having education and knowledge that takes away fear and and the friends you know friends can go two different ways they don't want to see you fail they they care about you and and things like that most friends do care about you but some of them sometimes you have friends that gets a, a little bit jealous of your success and they don't want to see you succeed and maybe they're projecting some of their own fears of success as well fears of actually going out there and doing something on their own and they become a little bit jealous of you doing that and that's kind of that you know, that crabs in a bucket thing that we've talked about before, you know, you layer, layer them on the bottom and all of a sudden you don't need a lid anymore because they're trying to crawl over each other to find the exit. And they think that they're, you know, working together, but not necessarily <laughs> it's counterintuitive, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. So one of the things I commonly say to clients I work with who make a comment and I don't want to challenge the comment other than to say, do you think that or do you know that? Yeah, because fear can be mitigated with facts, right? So we we all have those anecdotal stories. Yeah, my aunt opened a donut shop and she worked 72 hours a day, eight days a week. And, you know, it drove her to her grave and she went bankrupt. Yeah, that has happened anecdotally, but that doesn't mean that's going to be your experience. So let's work through the facts of the business you're looking at and see if, yeah. number one, it requires that time commitment. Number two, you know, how does it grow and scale? And if you determine based on good facts that that scenario doesn't apply, then you can dismiss it, right? But if you think it and don't know it, let's cross the bridge to knowing it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, there's, there's some challenges to that too. You know, if you, if you really want to make that kind of a change and, and, and you're that unhappy with your role and things like that, your, your, your fear can kind of paralyze you. And, and that's where you need, you know, that's where you probably will need some help, you know, to kind of get past that, you know, paralysis analysis kind of thing. Uh, Cause it does nobody any good. Right. You know, you either gotta, you know, you know, do that thing or get off the proverbial pot, right? So, so you've got to kind of work past that a little bit. And if you really got to make some actual change, you you have to go go after it and do your research. Um, I don't know what yeah. you think about that. Oh, 100 percent. And you know, the final thing that I'd say is it. You know, we're human beings, and as human beings, clearly we have feelings, and those feelings can be expressed in terms of concerns. As we look at what's going on economically and we ask ourselves, am I gonna be okay six months from now? Um, and then sometimes it's human nature just to turtle. It's like, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna turtle up and hopefully nobody hits me and I'll just poke my head out when it's safe to do so. And that's not really self-sustaining. And it's also, uh, 
in martial arts, there's the crazy monkey, right? Where somebody's attacking you and trying to hit your head and you put your hands above on top of your head and you kind of block with your elbows as much as you possibly can and shield yourself. Well, you don't want to take too many hits that way too before you come back and, and start striking on your own. So if you're in that position where fear has gotten in the way of facing what you need to face, thinking about the f future, building contingencies, replace that fear with good facts, right? Yeah. Find a good resource of brain trust. And sometimes friends and family may not be the right people to do that. Sometimes an objective third party, for instance, the coaching services we provide, can be exactly the resource you need to address those 3 a.m. concerns that you may have and put an action plan around them that gives you a little bit more confidence and unturtles you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. And yeah, I think I think you're right about that that martial arts analogy there. You know, you can only take so many hits um before something's got to break. You know, and and let's not let it be you, you know, because when you think about that future and you think about your future income and you're you're worried about this, you know, the steady paycheck and things like that. I mean, you've got to take action on something because it's going to get to that point where you're going to have some regrets. You know, I I think a lot of people have regrets as they, you know, reach their fifties, sixties or whatever, like, Hey, I should have done that one thing, or I should have, I should have at least tried that one thing because you don't get anywhere. If you don't try, you don't, you know, and that's, that's my two cents on that. <laughs> well, you know, I think that um, this has been a very productive conversation. Hopefully it gets those listeners who have joined us thinking and honestly, don't be afraid to hold up a mirror against yourself and ask yourself some meaningful questions, because that is the key to adapting and surviving through challenging times is being able to really take a good stock and inventory of where you're at and face those things you may have concerns about and build some contingencies around it. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like this session, please share it with some friends and tune in next week. We're going to have, I think, some special guests, aren't we? Yes, we will. Special guests from uh, uh, a big franchise company. Uh, we we're not going to spill the beans on that yet, but some brand new owners, uh, both retired military veterans. Uh, they're going to come, come by and share their story. So it's going to be a fun time. Oh, outstanding. Can't wait for that. Great session, buddy. Yes, sir. Until next time.